Welcome to this episode of Planting Seeds. I'm Keith Jones, the preaching minister of Calera Church of Christ, and I've prepared a short message from Scripture that's intended to be the planting of a seed that, if cultivated, will in time produce fruit in the lives of the listeners. Now, let's get started. Shine upon you and be gracious and give you peace. In this episode, we'll conclude our study of the book of Ephesians. If you have a Bible with you, turn to Ephesians chapter 6 and follow along while I read beginning in verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for the saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak, so that you also may know how I am and what I am doing, Tychicus, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will tell you everything. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are, and that he may encourage your hearts. Peace be to the brothers, and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. As we have read through this letter to the church in Ephesus, we have noticed in previous episodes that Paul is letting us know that to be holy, our relationships should be healthy. To have healthy relationships, we have to mutually submit to one another. That kind of submission, that surrendering of control in relationships allows us to draw our strength from God. And as we get to this last section of the letter, he lets us know that saying strong in the Lord requires us to wear all of the armor that God has supplied us with. Paul says we need this strength from the Lord and we need to stand firm in it because our struggle is real. We often hear people complaining about their circumstances and what a struggle it is to get through their life. And often we want to discount what we're hearing from others, but at the same time, we have a tendency to think that we are in a struggle that is worse than others or or something that others may not be able to understand or deal with. What Paul lets us know is that we all have our struggles. Every one of us is battling against something. 
but he makes sure that he tells the Christians in Ephesus that while they are struggling, while they are battling, while they are even being persecuted by government authorities, their struggle is not against people. Their struggle is against dark forces in the world. Their struggle is against spiritual forces of evil and wickedness. In their present circumstance, the Christians in Ephesus could have easily lashed out against the rulers of the governing authorities that were wreaking havoc on Christianity and trying to shut down churches and kill Christians. And they could have even gone a step farther and say, these things are being prompted by Satan himself, and there's demonic activity, and all of that may be true. But think about the forces at work when Satan is working, the things that he uses against us, the things that still overwhelm this world today, things like oppression and fear and hatred and injustice, anger and outrage, all of these things that work in our world to keep people down and to create a struggle within humanity that is very real. But that struggle, Paul says, is not against flesh and blood. It's not against people. If our battle is against these different forces and not the people who are being influenced by the forces, why is it that we constantly struggle against the people? Well, that certainly has to do with the way we view individuals, not as God's creation that he's trying to redeem and bring back to him, but because they are vessels of these dark forces, we make them responsible in some way, and we think they should be punished and dealt with. And so we end up struggling with people far too often. But if our struggle is not against these tangible things that we can see, and they have to do with perspective and adhering to God's will and and acting in faith, why is it that we still have these struggles? Well, very often it comes from the struggles within ourselves, the times that Paul has described even in his own life, this desire to do what God wants, and at the same time, the desire to do what I want. And sometimes those are in conflict, and sometimes I get in trouble and create problems because of the wrestling that goes on within me. We also struggle within relationships to feel like we have value and purpose. We want to assert ourselves in different relationships in ways that show how intelligent we are, how strong we are, or how important we are. And so we try to define roles in relationships that often give us an upper hand, but manipulate or coerce others in ways that are unhealthy. And so it creates tension and struggle. And when we see people not living up to the standard we imagine they should be living up to, rather than being upset with the forces that may be at work there, or understanding that we may have judged that situation wrong, instead of doing those things, we often take out our frustration on the people themselves. So there's this constant battle, a real struggle within our world to be the people who God wants us to be and not become distracted by the schemes of Satan. And so Paul says, if you want to avoid what Satan's trying to do, if you don't want to give in to the dark forces of this world, it's important to be able to fight the spiritual battle. 
But here's where I think sometimes Christians almost disconnect from what Paul's talking about. When we hear Paul here and in other places talking about fighting a spiritual battle, fighting the good fight, doing spiritual warfare, we imagine that we have to be active in this battle. We have to come up with plans and schemes of our own, and we have to work out a battle plan so that God can be successful. But notice what Paul says here. He says, if you don't want to be overcome by Satan's schemes, if you don't want the dark forces of this world to overwhelm you, then stand firm. He tells the people that they need to stay still and know that God is in control of those things, that God will take care of those. Just prepare yourself with the defenses that God has given you so that you will still be standing when the battle is over. And so he starts to describe this armor that's been provided by God. He says, first of all, tie up the whole outfit with with a nice belt. Take truth at the center of this. Tie it all together with truth. We live in a world increasingly where truth is subjective. We talk about our truth. We give people the freedom to understand truth in their way, and we think we have permission to understand truth in our own way. The reality is truth is not really a concept as we often imagine it. Truth is Jesus himself. Everything is either true or not true based on how well it reflects the glory of Christ. Everything in my life should be tied together with this truth, this knowledge of Christ that supersedes all, that dictates my actions and my thoughts because I am comparing them with what Jesus would have me do. That's coupled with a breastplate of righteousness. For Roman soldiers, there would have been a piece of armor that would have covered their chest and protected their heart in battle. Paul's drawing on this Roman soldier's armor that all Christians would have been familiar with in the first century, and he's attaching some spiritual significance to it as we attach it to our own selves. Then this breastplate of righteousness, the thing that will protect our hearts is doing the right thing. If you want to keep your heart pure and keep it from becoming callous, commit yourself to doing the right things, doing the things that God has called us to, being faithful to Jesus's call. Paul also says that it's important to have on the right shoes. If any of us have ever gone running or played a sport, we understand the importance of having the proper footwear. Here, Paul says, when You put on shoes for this battle, and you're getting ready to stand firm. You're wanting something that'll help you hold your ground. Make sure that you cover your feet with readiness, and that comes from the gospel of peace. As we take our stand, we can take our stand in the good news of peace that comes from a relationship with God, knowing that he is fighting the battle, and that battle is already won. Paul also mentions a shield of faith. He lets his readers know they'll always need to shield themselves with their faith. Our faith is designed to protect us from direct attacks. Scripture talks about the importance of having a strong faith and having our faith grow. When we have faith, Paul says that can actually 
put out the fiery arrows that come at us from our enemy. Paul also tells us to make sure that we protect our head with salvation. Above all, we need to know in our minds that we are saved. This will keep our thinking straight and keep everything in a proper perspective. And of all of the armor and battle gear that we've been given to fight the spiritual warfare, there's only one offensive weapon, and it's the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. We're told in Scripture that the Word of God is living and active. We bring that with us, but it is the Word of God that does the work. It is the Spirit of God that is fighting the battle and giving the victory. Our job is to stand there, completely protected by all that God's given us, to see that the battle is won, and to live life in that reality. Too many of us think that we're fighting a battle that we have to win, maybe even on our own, that we've somehow got to defeat this foe so that we can level up to heaven, so that we can move on to that next level. What Paul wants his readers to understand is that because God fights the battle, and God has already won the battle through Christ, all you have to do is stand firm. And he closes by reminding them that all of this needs to be done in constant prayer. Prayer in the Spirit, with all kinds of prayers, for all kinds of people, be fervent in your prayer. He encourages them to be alert and to endure. And finally, Paul closes out this magnificent letter by letting the Christians in Ephesus know that grace is an experience of those whose love for Christ is incorruptible. Are we a people who are letting the world around us corrupt our love for Jesus, and that's distracting us and keeping us from standing firm? Or do we love our Lord with a love incorruptible? Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, calirachurchofchrist.org, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Twitter.